Welcome inside Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar in Saskatoon for another episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. We were on a three-week hiatus, but Matt Morrison is with you. He's here. He's glad to be with you. And I'm riding solo tonight. So Ray Morrison is not with us. He couldn't be here, so I'm going to try to do this whole thing myself, but I'm going to try to not royally screw it up. Big thanks to everybody that's tuning in on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page, the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page, no YXE, and also wherever you get the audio version of your podcasts. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Uh, because I am riding solo today, we're going to try something a little bit different, and that's going to be an episode of Ask Matt Anything. So I encourage you to leave your questions uh, on Facebook, wherever you're watching. Uh, leave a comment, and you can ask me for my opinion on anything sports-related, and I will try to give you my opinion. And uh, the sports are happening fast and furious. The province is back reopened. Uh, a bunch of other sports are going. The Olympics are going. So we have a jam-packed show for you today. And like I said, make sure you leave those comments in the comments section because I want to know what questions you have in, as it pertains to sports. Starting off locally, the Saskatoon Blades last week announced that they have hired their 18th coach in franchise history. Brennan Sonny is the coach. He's going to take over for Mitch Love. Of course, Love left to take a head coaching position in the American Hockey League with the Stockton Heat. Of course, the Stockton Heat are the American Hockey League affiliate of the NHL's Calgary Flames. So a good job by Mitch Love. Of course, he did some fantastic things in his three short seasons here in Saskatoon. Got the Blades back on the map as one of the premier teams in the Western Hockey League. So we're going to see what kind of follow-up Brennan Sonny has. He's 34 years old. He was coaching in France this past year, and he led his team to the second-best record in the French League that he was coaching in. And what's interesting about Brennan Sonny is that much like Mitch Love, he was an assistant coach in Everett with the Everett Silver Tips as well. Of course, when Mitch Love was hired as a member of the Saskatoon Blades, he was hired after being an assistant in Everett. And uh, Brennan Sony used to be an assistant coach in Everett as well. So he is uh, going to be the new head coach of the Saskatoon Blades, the 18th head coach in Blades history, just 34 years old as well. So congratulations to Brennan and his entire family. I know that he is super ecstatic to come to Saskatoon with him and his wife and his family. They're excited to be here. So we're going to have to try to get Brennan Sony on the YXE Sports Podcast in the not-too-distant future. Another note from the Saskatoon Blades, of course, the National Hockey League draft was this past weekend, and Colton Dock, a member of the Blades, was selected in the second round, 62nd overall to the Chicago Blackhawks. And what's interesting about that, of course, Colton Dock's older brother, Kirby, was a one-time member of the Saskatoon Blades. He was selected third overall in 2019 by those same Chicago Blackhawks. So the Dock brothers are going to be tearing up the National Hockey League, hopefully, uh, for years to come, but both the Doc brothers are in Chicago. So that's kind of what we have in way of housekeeping. Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders training camp is hit the ground running. They've been doing training camp for a few weeks now. Obviously, we've been on holidays, so we haven't really had a big opportunity to talk about it, but they had their green and white scrimmage this past weekend. 2,800 fans were at Mosaic Stadium. They were allowing 5,000 fans to show up for the green and white game, and 2,800 fans showed up to see the green and white and see what kind of team the riders have this year. And obviously there's questions around the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and, well, really all over the Canadian Football League because they didn't play last year due to 
COVID. So the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are still technically the defending Grey Cup champions, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, of course, are well underway. Uh, there's a healthy quarterback competition going on, it sounds like, down in Regina as well. Of course, not number one, Cody Fajardo is the undisputed starter for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but that number two quarterback position, that is wide open. And there's probably three or four rider quarterbacks that are vying for that second spot. You look at guys like Isaac Harker, uh, Tom Flacco, Paxton Lynch are all competing to back up Cody Fajardo this season. Final cuts are going to be on Friday as well, it sounds like. So, of course, the opening game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is August the 6th. That is a game down at Mosaic Stadium in Regina. They're taking on the BC Lions. So, Hopefully the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders can get off to that hot start. Of course, they have four out of five of their first games are at home, so hopefully they can take advantage of that Mosaic Stadium crowd down in Regina uh, while the uh, opportunity is there. So conditioning was a little bit of a concern for head coach Craig Dickinson, which is kind of what you expect after the players haven't played all season. Last season, I mean, they haven't played meaningful football in about a year, year and a half, two years, so Hopefully the uh, riders can get back in tip-top shape conditioning-wise because head coach Craig Dickinson was a little concerned about that. There is some concern amongst the O-line as well, so hopefully that gets sorted out. But the Saskatchewan Rough Riders know that it's going to be imperative to keep Cody Fajardo healthy and on his feet if he wants to have another outstanding season in 2021 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Speaking of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, this also kind of turns into the AMA, the Ask Me or Ask Matt Anything segment of course reminder leave your comments your questions your opinions even in the comments section and they'll be read uh right here on the yxc sports podcast but of course it was a big story out of riderville just before training camp got started all the injuries right it was the weirdest thing out of three players i believe that number was actually four but how does a handful of players have achilles injuries in the same day i think they happened within five or six minutes of one another and the question or the answer to that is I actually have no idea it could just be one of those fluke injuries um I know that the strength and conditioning team for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders those coaches took a lot of heat for that situation how can you let four players do that like especially in five or six minutes it's definitely an interesting topic of discussion uh, one of the players that got hurt was the second overall pick in this year's Canadian Football League amateur draft, which was Nelson Lacombo, a defensive back from BC, who's also a Saskatchewan uh, Husky, a former Saskatchewan Husky. He was one of the ones that uh, unfortunately tore his Achilles, as was Larry Dean, the big offseason acquisition for the Riders, a linebacker. So he's not going to play again. One of those freak incidents. Uh, I know the CFL Players Association was super concerned, super worried, and kind of upset and a little bit hot over the fact that the strength and conditioning uh, team for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders let this happen. However, the last I heard about it is that uh, this was a workout, or these were workouts that were mandated and they were allowed because that was the big discussion. It wasn't technically part of training camp, so were they really allowed to be doing it? But the answer is yes, they were allowed to be doing it. And again, just an unfortunate incident. Those Achilles injuries, we see them in all sports, mostly football and baseball and basketball. But it's one of those non-contact injuries where you can be just doing whatever. And all of a sudden, your Achilles can just blow up on you. And uh, apparently, it's quite the sight to be seen. 
um, your Achilles when it tears because it rolls up into your calf, kind of just tightens up like a little ball and rolls into your calf. Apparently it doesn't hurt that bad though, so that must be quite the shock to the system if it doesn't hurt. It sounds like somebody or it feels like somebody just steps on your heel. From what I've heard, I'm going to knock on wood because I've never had an Achilles injury and I hope to never have an Achilles injury. But that's the word on the street in terms of those injuries for the riders. They have to make do. Every team is going through injuries and uh, we'll have to see what happens. Question from Melissa on the Facebook live stream. What do you think the Jays will need to do to clinch that wild card spot in the playoffs? Uh, of course, they're taking on the Boston Red Sox, a huge series against the Boston Red Sox. Both of those teams are in the American League East, and it's not hard to look at the Blue Jays starting rotation and the Blue Jays uh, bullpen and say, well, uh, you kind of need some bullpen help. Uh, so it looks like that's the way that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be trending at the trade deadline. The trade deadline is next Friday or this upcoming Friday, I guess I should say. But it sounds like the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be uh, looking for some bullpen help and looking for some starting pitching help as well. Marcus Simeon's name is out there as a potential player that the Toronto Blue Jays could trade as his starting pitcher, Robbie Ray. I'm not sure how effective trading Robbie Ray is going to be. He's been one of the uh, better starting pitchers for the Toronto Blue Jays this season. The Toronto Blue Jays, as a reminder, return home to Toronto. That was another big story that happened while we were on vacay. They uh, received approval from the federal government to return back to the Rogers Center starting this Friday, July 30th or 31st, whatever that Friday is, in front of 15,000 fans. The Kansas City Royals will be in town for that uh, opening game or opening series, I should say, for the Toronto uh, Blue Jays as they return home. So you can probably expect that all 15,000 fans are going to be jam-packed in the Rogers Center. Of course, the last time that they were at home in Toronto uh, was back in 2019. They spent last year playing in Buffalo. This year, they've split between Buffalo and Dunedin, Florida. So it's good that the Toronto Blue Jays are able to return home. The federal government paving the way from them. My uh, medical uh, advice and expertise was not... Well uh, welcomed from Adam, as he claims that I'm not athletic enough to get on uh, an Achilles injury and uh, and an Achilles injury. So uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Adam also asks if the Toronto Maple Leafs are ever going to make it out of the first round in my lifetime. And that's one heck of a question, Adam, and it's not looking too good. We will talk about the NHL um, free agency period that opens on Wednesday a little bit later on in the show as well. But uh, yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays, I know they're a few games over 500. They have all that young talent, so it would suck and be a real waste if they weren't able to do anything with that talent. So uh, GM Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro have their work cut out for them this year, or this week rather, uh, with the trade trade deadline just a few short days away. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, the Seattle Kraken. Had their expansion draft last week. Of course, they are the uh, 32nd team in the National Hockey League. Some interesting choices in the expansion draft. There was a lot of players available, a lot of good players available. However, something I love to see is the Saskatchewan connection to the Seattle Kraken. A total of four players on the Kraken are from Saskatchewan, including a pair of brothers, Hayden and Kale Flurry. Hayden was selected from the Anaheim Ducks. Kale selected from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they hail from Carlisle, Saskatchewan, down by Regina, south, southeast 
part of the province. So they are going to be a member of the Seattle Kraken. Jordan Eberle, of course, the longtime Regina Pat, the longtime Edmonton Oiler and New York Islander. He was also a hero of sorts for Team Canada at the World Juniors about 10 or 11 years ago. He hails from Regina. He was picked up from the New York Islanders. And Cole Lind was picked up from the Vancouver Canucks in the Seattle expansion draft. Now, ESPN said that Cole Lind hails from Swift Current. However, his technical home, his actual home, is in Seanan, Saskatchewan. So ESPN needs to get their stuff uh, figured out there in that uh, sense. We do have uh, some questions that came way via Twitter. Dawson20Sask, this was uh, via Twitter, asks, why have the Saskatchewan Rattlers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League been snake bitten this year? That's a heck of a question, Josh. They're 1-9. Uh, they're playing right now. Last I saw, it was 41-41 at the half. They were in Ottawa at TD Place taking on Ottawa. But, yeah, they came into, well, they won their most recent game. But before that, they had lost nine games in a row to kick off the 2021 season. Of course, last year they played in the modified bubble in Ontario, and they kind of bowed out of uh, that bubble a little bit earlier than they would have liked. But you look back to 2019, which was the inaugural CEBL season, and the Saskatchewan Rattlers won the whole entire thing at home in right here in Saskatoon. So it's a little bit of a shock that they bounced out from the bubble early last year. And then it's also been a real shock that they have one win in nine games so far this season. However, they are on a one-game winning streak. I don't know if you can really call that a winning streak, but they are on a one-game winning streak. So we'll have to see where that goes. Hopefully they can make it uh, two in a row. And if you make it two in a row, then you never know. They're not statistically eliminated or mathematically eliminated uh, from the playoffs yet. And I think all but one team in the Canadian Elite Basketball League makes it into the playoffs. So if the Rattlers reel off a few victories in a row, then you never know what happened. Uh, like I said, they are 1-9. They're back home Sunday, August the 8th. That is their next home game against Fraser Valley. So make sure you head out to the Saskatel Center and uh, talk and see the Saskatchewan Rattlers. Uh, what else do we got? I know we wanted to talk about F1, so we'll talk about F1 just because Ray Morrison isn't here. Was Lewis Hamilton to blame or was it a racing incident? Ian filled me in on the situation earlier today. And uh, there was a accident in the F1 race, and a lot of people are peeved about it, I guess. That's really all I know about the uh, F1 situation. But I do know that Lewis Hamilton is one heck of a uh, F1 driver. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we are every single Monday. Well, not every single Monday due to the fact that it is the summer holidays, but we're starting to get back into a little bit of a routine. And Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, they're wide open thanks to the province of Saskatchewan lifting restrictions. There's a bunch of people. There's a big group of people in the restaurant. The lounge is full as well. And speaking of the Saskatchewan Rattlers, uh, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is your home away from home for the Saskatchewan Rattlers during Rattler games. $5 bevies every time the Rattlers play on the road. So keep that in mind. If you want to see your Saskatchewan Rattlers, but they're in maybe Ottawa, maybe they're in Fraser Valley, maybe they're in Guelph or Edmonton, you can come on down to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar and see them, uh, the Rattlers, play. Like I said, last update I have is that uh, it was tied 41-41 uh, at the half against Ottawa. That's a lot of talking, Ian. So I'm just going to do this because it's my podcast for the uh, duration of the evening. 
Uh, the Olympics, the 2020, they're still calling it the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Of course, they uh, were supposed to go last year, but they were canceled because of COVID. What sport is your favorite Olympic event? For me, I don't know. Obviously, I'm assuming that we're talking about summer. The swimming actually can get pretty intense, um, but I noticed that uh, skateboarding was a Olympic sport this year as well. So I was watching that the other day as I was sitting at home. Skateboarding is an Olympic event this year in Tokyo, so that's interesting. Of course, I want to know what your favorite uh, Olympic event is, so let me know in the comments, and also you can ask for my opinion on a certain sporting event or a current event in the sports world in the comments as well. Yeah, I'd have to go with the swimming. Uh, Ian, showed at me what your your favorite Olympic event is. What do you like? Cycling. Cycling. That's see, and that's just something I can never do. What is it? They have to like cycle like a hundred kms or something like that. It's just crazy. Or the triathlon, right? Where you do the rowing and the swimming, and then you do the biking, and then you do the jogging. I played slow pitch last night for the first time, and. Well, it's probably my first bout of physical activity in about 18 months, and my legs are just absolute jello today. And I also had to stay in a deck, so that was none too good for me. Uh, Adam has another comment. The Highway 3 baseball action starts this week. The Birch Hills Brewers' first playoff game is tomorrow. Sure, it'd be nice if Adam let me know who they were playing, but um, that's one heck of a league as well. So I do have to give kudos to Adam Morrison, obviously uh, the older brother of mine, for kind of spearheading or helping spearhead the Highway 3 Baseball League. It was the first time that the Highway 3 Baseball League was back. First time that Birch Hills were out of resides. has had a senior baseball team in quite some time. So congratulations, Adam, and congratulations, Birch Hills, as they're paying, playing the Pasqua Angels tomorrow. Uh, Tisdale, I believe, Nipwin, Prince Alberts, Marysburg. Some pretty good ball out there in the Highway 3 Baseball League. So uh, good job. Um, Adam, on that. Speaking of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, of course, uh, last year, like I said, it was canceled due to COVID. And in that part of the world, COVID is still a big conversation. Yeah, I guess you can make the argument that it's still a big conversation everywhere, where still around the world. But should the Olympics have even gone ahead this year? Um, that's a question I can't really answer. I do have to say, I feel like the the hype around the Olympics isn't. Uh, what it is this year as it has been in years past. Maybe it's just me personally, but I've just felt that the hype isn't typically there as opposed to what it has been. I knew that they were kind of starting in the summer this year, and then one day all of a sudden they were just on my TV. So that was quite the uh, the surprise to me. Um, there have been some incidents of some athletes testing positive for COVID and having to bow out of the Olympic Games, of course, in the name of safety, which you kind of figured was probably going to happen. But I also read something a little bit disturbing that before the Olympics were starting, I guess some of the swimming pools uh, might have had some E. coli in them uh, and something like that. So it just sounds like a, a big gong show for the to Tokyo Olympics. And they're still calling it the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I would have thought that, uh, well, they had a year to prepare or an extra year to prepare. They would have maybe taken down the Tokyo 2020 banners and put up Tokyo 2021 banners. But I digress, and that's why I don't make those decisions. So uh, it is interesting to see. Will Husky Athletics be full steam ahead this fall? Well, you certainly hope so. I know the Husky football team has come out with a six-game schedule, a six-game modified schedule. They typically play 
an eight game schedule. Uh, Husky Hockey has an abbreviated schedule as well. There are more games somewhere to be in the 20s, I think, or something like that. Not as many games as they will normally play, however. So that'll be interesting to see. But uh, hopefully, again, knock on wood as it stands now, all systems go for the Huskies, all systems go for the Riders, and also all systems go for the Saskatoon Hilltops of the Prairie Football Conference as well. So hopefully uh, they can uh, all get off without a hitch. I do have to send out a big uh, kudos to Brian Giebert, of course, from Saskatoon minor football. I had the privilege of calling the Prairie Bowl a few Saturdays ago. Go. That was made up of the best high school players around Saskatoon and in Saskatoon and the best high school players in and around Regina. Those two teams played in a little bit of a series, one game down in Regina, one game in Saskatoon. So I was happy to be behind the mic for that. Uh, that t- took place a few weeks ago at Saskatoon Minor Football Field, and also a local sporting event that hasn't got a whole ton of uh, coverage, which is too bad because it's absolutely fantastic, um, is um, the Saskatchewan Premier Ball Hockey League. So uh, the Premier Ball Hockey League was uh, founded by a guy by the name of Justin Gontremont, who plays competitively and he wanted the premier ball hockey league so the first slate of games were on this past saturday and the next slate of games are the second weekend of august i believe out mm-hmm. in dalmany so make sure that you come out and watch that because that ball hockey is fantastic and ball hockey in my opinion is a sport that uh, just hasn't quite taken off yet but once it does it'll be huge uh, Susan asks who my favorite sportscaster is. I should probably say Ray Morrison, but I'm not going to. Uh, that honor would probably go to Chris Cuthbert, Mr. Chris Cuthbert, who is just one of the best, and he is an even better person as well, and that's the most important thing. Ray Morrison is a close second, however, but uh, I do have to give the nod to uh, a close friend in Chris Cuthbert, and we'll have to see if we can get him on the podcast uh, once again as well. So that pretty much, well, what do we got left? Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up, but we do have one final comment from Ray, and that comment is, when are you going to return my weed trimmer? It's pretty high and mighty talk for a guy that couldn't make it down tonight, isn't it, Ray? So I guess that uh, answers that question. And I do have one more comment here, a uh, question uh, from a close personal friend. Uh, this comes from uh, Devin, of course, one of my buddies. And uh, his question to me is, did you or did you not cry after a trampoline power bomb from Adam in grade six? And of course, if Adam is still tuned in, then he will know that situation all too well. Uh, but the answer, Devin, is yes, multiple times. And uh, I still have a, a slight, a small fear of trampolines. We weren't all that safe in the Morrison household. So the trampoline that we had just had the springs and it didn't have like that protective coating around it. So there's almost a couple of busted ankles, busted hands, once the feet and the legs get caught in the springs. And looking back on it, in the name of safety, it wasn't all that safe at all, but that's okay. So I think that wraps it up for this week's episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. Maybe we'll just have one look through the comments once more just to make sure that there is nothing there. But uh, big thanks to everybody for uh, tagging along on this week's episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. Thanks for sticking around with me, riding solo, and I kind of liked it. Might have to do another uh, edition of Ask Matt Anything. Of course, we just took three weeks off, but next week is the long weekend. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. No show next Monday, but we should be returning 
uh, the Monday after that into August. So have a great, safe, long weekend next week. Stay safe and stay out of this heat. I was, like I said, staining the deck this weekend, uh, or today, I should say, and we have a self-facing backyard. Decided it was a heck of an idea to do the staining in the afternoon, so the sun was just beating down my neck all afternoon. But got the deck stained, and that's the important part, so make sure you follow me for more home improvement tips. That does it for this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. We will talk to you in two weeks.